Shalom to all. Today's daf is the first of Masechah's Beitza. That's daf Beis. And as we always say, the same way we're going to start together, we should be to finish the Masechah and all of Shas together. And today's daf is sponsored Le'ili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Bas, Rabbi Yaakov, Moshe, her Nisham should have an Aliyah. And Le'ili Nishmas, Rabbi Yachmiel, Mardachai, Ben Rabbi Chaim Heitner, his Nisham should have an Aliyah. So what's this Masechah about? Beitza is actually referred to as Masechah's Yantif in certain Mepharshim because it primarily deals with Yantif related halachas, more specifically food related malachas, which are prohibited on Shabbos, but permitted for the most part on Yantif. And since we're going to be learning about the malachas, Many concepts will already be familiar due to us having learned about them in Masechah Shabbos. Now, one topic which we're going to be dealing with extensively, the Masechah actually begins with it, is Mukta. And even though we all know in the general sense what Mukta is, don't touch it, it's Mukta, it's important to define the term. So Mukta literally means set aside, referring to a group of items that are set aside from use on Shabbos and Yantif because they're primary uses for the weekday. And generally speaking, in order to be able to use an item that's Mukta, it must be Muchan prepared before Shabbos or Yantif for this purpose. And there are varying categories of Mukta and different ways of making something Muchan. Now, regarding something which will most probably be used on Shabbos or Yontif is automatically classified as Muchan and doesn't need any prior designation. And finally, unique to this Masechta is the debate on how to pronounce its name. Is it Beitza, meaning egg, or Beya, which is the Aramaic word for egg? Now, both pronunciations are correct as long as you keep on Shlaging and don't let the pronunciation get in the way. So without further ado, we're going to start with the Mishnah. Beitza Shonel de Yontif, an egg which was born on Yontif, it was laid on Yontif. It's allowed to be eaten. It's not allowed to be eaten. And in today's Gemara, we're going to be Discussing this machlekes, and now another machlekes which Beisham is more makel than Beisil. Beisham, I mean, they say soar bekezayis. The man of soar, a person is not allowed to have in their house on Pesach, is a kezayis, whereas chametz is only bekakei seves. That's the size of a large date, which is a larger shear than a kezayis. Now, what is soar? It's dough which has fermented to the point that it can actually cause other dough to rise. It's a very intense form of chametz, whereas regular chametz that just means bread, rugelach, pretzels, and all sorts of other standard chametz that we have. Well, Beisil, I mean, they say zevzev kezayis. The Israel having both of them on Pesach is a kezayis, and another machlekes in which Beisham. Is more makel than Beisil. If a person shechts a chay, which is a non-domestic animal, or if which is a bird on Yontif. And now we know that when a chay or if is shechted, it has to have kisu adam, the blood has to be covered over with dirt. So if a person shechted a chay or if on Yontif, they say, You could take your hoe, your spade, dig into the earth, take out some dirt, and cover over the blood. They say, Unless he had dirt prepared already before Yontif. However, Beisil does agree that if he did shecht and he realized afterwards that he doesn't have any dirt, she that he could dig into the dirt and take that and use it for kisu adam. Why is that? Because Efer Kira, that is the ashes in the oven, that's already considered muchan. And the Gemara is going to explain what in the world this has to do with what we just said. And now the Gemara addresses the first part of the Mishnah. But my skin, what are we talking about in the Mishnah? It is a hen which is prepared for eating, meaning you're most probably going to be eating this hen on Yontif. So what's Beis Hill's reasoning that you're not allowed to eat the egg that was laid by the hen on Yontif? It's considered food that was separated. Imagine you have a loaf of bread and you cut a slice off of that loaf of bread. Is there anything wrong with that slice of bread? No, because the loaf was permitted, so of course the slice is permitted. So too, if this chicken would be permitted to be eaten on Yontif, so too anything that comes from the chicken is just like food which was separated from the chicken. So what's wrong with it? So it must be El that we're talking about an egg-laying hen, and therefore that hen itself is usher because it's mukta, because you don't have any intent to eat the hen, so therefore the egg itself should be usher. So if so, what's Beishameh's reasoning? Muktahi, it's mukta, and you shouldn't be allowed to have that egg as well. So the Gemara asks, my kusha, what's the problem? The Perhaps Beishamai doesn't hold of Mukta. Now, what does it mean, Lesley Mukta? Whenever we say Lesley Mukta, it means that one doesn't hold of the broad application of Mukta. Of course, they hold that there's a concept of Mukta, however, it's limited to a few cases. This is actually the between Reb Shimon and Reb Yehudim Sechus Shabbos. Reb Shimon holds that Moiser Shem and Shebener, after the lamp goes out, the leftover oil is permitted to use, even though it wasn't allowed to be used while the lamp was still burning. So we say that Reb Shimon is Lesley Mukta, he does not hold of the broad application of Mukta, and Reb Yehuda, he does hold of Mukta. So perhaps Beishamai, Lesley Mukta, he holds like Reb Shimon. So the Gemara explains, no, 
even according to the one that does not hold of Muktzah, doesn't hold of the broad application of Muktzah, but Noilad Asar, he still does Asar Noilad. Now, what exactly is Noilad? It's a different category of Muktzah and is used to term anything which becomes useful only on Shabbos or Yontif, such as the egg. It was only laid today and therefore couldn't have been Muchan yesterday, so even someone that doesn't hold of Muktzah would technically hold of Noilad. So, back to our original question, what's Beisham's reasoning that we're allowed to eat this egg on Yontif? So, Amar Vnachman, answers, really we're talking about a chicken which is designated for laying eggs and therefore the chicken itself, the hen itself is Muktzah. And if you hold it the broad application of Muktzah, then you hold of Nailad, and therefore this egg would be Asr. But if you don't hold of Muktzah, Leslie Nailad, so then you don't hold of Nailad either. And therefore, Beishame Krib Shemin, Beishame holds a Krib Shemin, that Leslie Muktzah, and therefore the egg is permitted. Ubeis Hill Krib Yehuda, and Hill holds a Krib Yehuda, that this egg is prohibited and you're not allowed to have this egg. But now ask the Gemara, Miyam Rav Nachman, Hachin, did Rav Nachman really say that? Did he really say that Beis Hill holds like Krib Yehuda and not like Krib Shemin? But then we have a Mishnah, Beishame Erin Beishame says, Magbin Me'al Shochan Atzamas Uklipin, that we are allowed to lift the atzamos, the bones and the different shells that are on the table, you're allowed to lift them up with your hands. They say, you have to take the entire tablet, meaning you have to take the entire tabletop and shake it off. You're not allowed to actually touch those pieces. You're not allowed to touch those bones or their shells because they're mukta. And of Nachman, of Nachman said, we actually have to switch it around. holds a and he's machmir, and holds a and he's mekel. So we see very clearly that of Nachman had said that Beishil holds a Reb Shimon and not like Reb Yehuda. So I'm of Nachman, Nachman will tell you no. When we're dealing with Halachas of Shabbos, the Sasan Lom Tana Kreb Shemin, that the Tana, he made the Stam Mishnah. He just said a Mishnah. He didn't attach a Tana's name to it. That's called a Stam Mishnah. He made that Mishnah like Reb Shemin. To Nan, we have a Mishnah that says, Mechatchnes Adlum Fnei Behema. You're allowed to take gourd and cut it up and give it to an animal on Shabbos. And Ve'eshan Nevela Fnei Aklavim. You're also allowed to cut up a carcass in front of dogs. And this is talking about a Nevela, a carcass of an animal which had died on Shabbos, which means that it was not Muchan. It wasn't prepared before Shabbos. It was alive before Shabbos. And nonetheless, you're allowed to cut it up and give it to dogs on Shabbos. It must be this Mishnah is going like Reb Shimon that Leslie Muktzah he does not hold of this broad application of Muktzah and that's a Stam Mishnah so therefore Mukim Lal Beis Hill Reb Shimon it has to be the Beis Hill is like Reb Shimon why is that because we always say the Halach is like Beis Hill so if you have Stam Mishnah which we always paskin like which is like Reb Shimon and we also have to paskin like Beis Hill that means Beis Hill holds like Reb Shimon when it comes to Halachas of Shabbos Aval however based on based on top Kabbi Yontif when we're dealing with Yontif the Sasam Lan Tanak Reb Yehuda the Tana he made the Stam Mishnah like Reb Yehuda did not we have a Mishnah in Mavak and Eitzim and Akaros you're not allowed to chop wood from a beam Voloim and Akaros and Ishbar Yontif you're not allowed to cut wood from a beam that broke on Yontif. Since it broke on Yontif, that means it wasn't prepared before Yontif for firewood, so you're not allowed to cut wood from it on Yontif for firewood, and that's obviously like Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore, Mugim Lala Beis Hill, Rabbi Yehuda. When it comes to Hilchas Yontif, we have to establish Beis Hill like Rabbi Yehuda. Once again, we pass like a Stam Mishnah. We also have to pass like Beis Hill, so it must be that Beis Hill passing like the Stam Mishnah means that Beis Hill holds like Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to Yontif. So now that we've established that, there's not a problem to say that when it comes to Hilchas Yontif, Beis Hill is like Rabbi Yehuda, and when it comes to Hilchas Shabbos, Beis Hill is like Rabbi Shimon, and there's no stira. Now the Gemara just asks, Michti Man Masnisin. Who said a Mishnah as a Stam Mishnah? Rebbe was Rebbe. Remember, Rebbe Huda Nasi, otherwise known as Rebbe, he was the one that compiled the Mishnah, and he chose when to write the Tanu's name and when to make it a Stam Mishnah. When he saw that the opinion of one particular Tanu was correct, he wrote it Stam, establishing it as the basic halacha to prevent others from saying, oh, it's just a Das Yachid, the opinion of one person, and not really the majority, we don't have to follow it. That's why he made something a Stam Mishnah. So, Mashnah B'Shabbos to Sasan Long Kreb Shimon, why is it when it comes to Shabbos, he made a Stam Mishnah like Reb Shimon? Mashnah B'Yantif to Sasan Long Kreb Yehuda, that he made a Stam Mishnah like Reb Yehuda when it comes to Chazyantif. So, Army, the answer, Shabbos to Chamir. Since halachas of Shabbos are very chamer, and people are not going to treat it lightly, therefore he made a stamish like Reb Shimon that was more makel because we're not afraid that someone's going to be makel even more. But Yontif to kill, Yontif is much more makel anyway, so therefore people are going to treat it lightly and they're going to be makel even more than they're allowed to. Therefore he made a stamish like Reb Yehuda, which is more machmer to prevent people from being too makel. And now continuing to discuss this egg which was laid on Yontif. We had established that we're talking about a 
about an egg-laying hen, and their whole discussion is mukta. So ihachi, if so, they're arguing about whether or not the egg is permitted. So why don't they argue about the chicken itself? Why don't we say we have machlekes? Is the chicken permitted to be eaten or not? Because the same machlekes, it's a mukta discussion. The Gemara answers to teach us the power of beishamai's heter, the benoilad shari, that noilad is still permitted, and that's only discussion about the egg and not regarding the chicken. The chicken's not noilad; only the egg is noilad. So we ask, okay, why don't we argue about whether or not the chicken's permitted? To teach you the power of base hills chumra, the mukta asri, that mukta is asr even with the chicken, not only with the egg. And mechitim, if you want to suggest, says the Gemara, that the kaiyach of heter is preferable to discuss. We want to talk about heterim and not isurim. Now, why is that? Because it's very easy to be machmir. Just say it's asr and that's that. But it doesn't show that you're knowledgeable. However, to confidently say that something is permitted takes broad shoulders and extensive knowledge. Therefore, the Gemara prefers to highlight a heter more than an iser, and that's why we're focused on beishamai. So v'nifli they should argue about both. An egg laying hen, it and its egg. says It's not to be eaten, and we can actually get both of these involved in the discussion, and we can cover all of our bases. So El Amarabah he has a totally different understanding of the machlokes in our Mishnah. We're actually talking about a chicken which is meant for eating, and there's nothing wrong with this chicken. The chicken's not mukta. We're talking about Yontif that fell after Shabbos, meaning Yontif was on Sunday. And the whole problem is Hachan is preparation because of Rabba Rabba holds. Any egg which was laid today, Me'esmo Gamrela was actually completed yesterday. It was ready inside the hen already the day before. For Rabba Tamein, Rabba's Lashitase, the Amar Rabba, he says, What's Pshat in the Pasik? And it will be on the sixth day. This is talking about the Mon, they should prepare that which they're going to bring, meaning they have to prepare everything on Friday for Shabbos. On the weekday, you prepare that which you're going to have on Shabbos, and on the weekday, you're going to prepare that which you're going to have for on But there's no preparation on Yontif for Shabbos, and Shabbos doesn't prepare for Yontif. And since this egg was laid on Yontif, which is on Sunday, that means that it was prepared on Shabbos, so therefore it's going to be Usr, and that's what their whole machlekes is. Now, Amr he asks Rabbi, so Yontif ba'alma tishtri, so then an egg which is laid on just a regular day of Yontif, if Yontif fell out on Wednesday, so you should be allowed to have that egg because it was prepared on Tuesday, which was Chol. So he says, no, because we have Xero, perhaps you're going to end up eating an egg which was laid on Yontif, which came after Shabbos, and that's Usr. So Abai continues to ask Shabbos, Alma Tishri, you should be allowed to eat an egg which was laid on Shabbos. That's because it was prepared on Friday and it was Muchan during the week, and there's nothing wrong with that. So Rabbi answers, no, Xer Mushum Shabbos Achir Yontif. We have Xer because Shabbos might fall out after Yontif. Yontif might be on Friday, and you might end up eating an egg that was laid on Shabbos, and that's going to be a problem because then it was Muchan already on Yontif. So we ask Umiga Zrin, are we really going to make such a Xer of Atanya? We have a Brisa, Shechet Esatarnagolis, Umatzabah Beitzim Gemuras. If a person shechs a chicken and he finds eggs inside that are complete, they're finished, they're whole, they're regular eggs, and he finds them inside this chicken, Mutaris Lachlan Biyontif, he's allowed to eat them on Yontif. And Vim Isa, if you're going to say that we have this Xero, so Ligzim Mushum Hanachim Siyadamiyamayim, we should make Xero that you're not allowed to eat those eggs that you found inside the chicken that you shechted because you might end up eating eggs that were laid on Yontif. So Amalehi responded, No, Beitzim Gemuras May Imon Melsudlashchichahi, eggs that are completed and they're finished, and you found them inside their mother's stomach, that's not very common to find such eggs inside the mother hen. And something which is not common, the and we're not geizron, and therefore we don't have exer in that case. However, an egg being laid on Shabbos or Yontif, that's something which is very common, and therefore the chamim were geizer on that. Now, Rabbi Yosef Amar, he says, is a totally different discussion in our Mishnah. The whole gzeir that you're not allowed to eat this egg, which is laid on Yontif, is because of peres hanoshim, fruit that fell off a tree on Yontif. The same way that you're not allowed to eat fruit that fell off a tree on Shabbos or Yontif, so too you're not allowed to eat this egg which came out of its mother. It's like a fruit that fell off of the tree. Amar he asks, peres hanoshim taimai, what's the whole reason why you're not allowed to have fruit that fell off a tree on Shabbos or Yontif? Though is, maybe you're gonna climb up on the tree and you're gonna end up plucking a fruit off of the tree, and that's an Isra And therefore he gufa that itself is gzero. The fact you're not allowed to eat a fruit that fell off a tree on Shabbos or Yantif, it itself is gzero, and 
make him a nixer gzera gzera. We're gonna get up and make one gzera onto another gzera. The chum will usually make gzera to prevent being over a deraisa, but they're not gonna make gzera to prevent being over a derabanan. So we answer no. Kul chad gzera. He it was all part of the same gzera, and it's not a gzera gzera. Now Rabbi Yitzchak he says gzera mishamashkin shezavu. The whole gzera is because of liquids that oozed out. We know that if liquid comes out of the fruit, that is not to be consumed, and so too this egg is the same thing. This egg, so to speak, oozed out of the mother hen, and therefore it's not to be used on yontef. Amalei he asked him mashkin shezavu tamai. What's the whole reason why you're not allowed to partake, you're not allowed to consume of this liquid that oozed out of the fruit, that's gzer shem yitzchot. This gzer, perhaps you're going to end up actually squeezing the fruit itself. And he gufa gzer, that itself is gzer. The fact you're not allowed to drink mashkin shazavu itself is a gzer that you might end up squeezing. We're going to end up making gzer onto another gzer that don't eat this egg because you might end up drinking this liquid that oozed out because you might end up squeezing the fruit. So we answer no. Kulachad gzer, he is all really part of one gzer and it's not a gzer gzer. We're going to stop here for the day. I pick up discussing these shitas tomorrow, but for now, Everyone should have a wonderful day.